Kilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikilikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's word of the week. It is Merry. Mention that word to Bruce or any staff member the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is Merry. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the new year on the way, it's time for the new you. Whether 2020 is the year you tackle your first or fastest triathlon, finish a marathon, or crush a fondo, TriJoy can help. We'll meet with you in person to discuss your goals, make a training plan, and give you the support you need to achieve them. Email for your free in-person consultation. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See our link at the bottom of this page. On our program today, it's our annual Christmas extravaganza, and we have a full house, and we come full circle. Checking in with his top five list is Abbotsford Triathlon coach Mikey Ross. He's going to offer us some coaching advice on getting a new perspective out of the treadmill running sessions. I have another story about fitness gone wrong in my feature, Fit Flops, and Zach Newfeld helps us close out the program with his latest edition of Between the Ears. But first, it's time for us to reintroduce you to Abbotsford's Jen Burns. We've been following her on Fitspeak for the past year as she signed up for, trained for, and competed in the 2019 Ironman Canada Triathlon in Whistler. Now, along with Jen, we'll also be introducing you to Chilliwack's Dean Shervey, who also did his very first Ironman this year in Whistler. And joining Jen and Dean will be our full panel of Ironman veterans, including Brant Ziefle, Leanne Parker, along with Fitzby co-hosts Zach Neufeld and Kevin Watt. 55 minutes of Christmas Fitzbeak cheer comes your way right now. Here we go. Try the chocolate? Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. There's plain shortbread and then those ones have cranberry. You made chocolate. those? Those truffles are my yours? Mom, no, my mom oh made my those. God. Those were bought. I like those these. <laughs> those truffles are These are good. I guess they did. Oh, yeah. They're like chewy. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Truffles and wine. And it comes down in three, two, and one. And welcome to another edition of Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. We're coming to you live. It's our annual Christmas edition, and we really come full circle in this Fitspeak edition because we are bringing back to the Fitspeak microphones our legendary crew of fall 2018. Once upon a time when Jen Burns was an iron virgin, we offered her the best advice that us sage iron folk could. Around the Fitspeak table, making her return. Um, I think this is about your fourth time for Fitspeak. We have Leanne Parker. How's it doing? How's it going for you, Leanne? It's going good. Training's going good. 
And next to Leanne, on the other side of our uh, new fella here, Dean, who we're going to get to know a lot better tonight, we've got the man between the ears, Zach Newfeld. Zach, welcome back. Thanks for having me. What's been going on in your life? Mostly some fall running. Fall running yeah. and doing some valley verticilling? Yes, some intense uh, vertical running, for mm -hmm. sure. Thank you. And another new timer here, we've got Brent. Now, Brent, the reason we brought you along tonight, other than your good lucks, looks, and wisdom, you're quite the uh, Ironman veteran as well. How many of these Ironman triathlons have you done? I've done three, uh, but going back a while, 1992, 2000, and 2001. So it's so been as, a while. As early as 1992, so it'll <laughs> yeah. be interesting to hear some of your perspective on uh, what we've been learning as a group. Um, next to Brent, we've got uh, our host, our shout-out host, Kevin Watt. What has been happening in your life? <clears throat> uh, not too much, just uh, gearing up for Christmas, was out on my bike riding this weekend, uh, hitting the dikes out in Pit Lake area as a new vegetarian. Um, good ride, glad to be back. Good to be with my, my peeps here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. And like we were saying, about a year and a couple of months later, Jen Burns returning to Fitzpeak. Good to have you back, Jen. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're looking happy and healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's get down to work. So um, our new guy here, his name is Dean Sherby. Welcome to Fitzpeak, Dean. Oh, thank you. We've been trying to have this uh, happen for months and months, and I'm so happy we're able to pull all of us together on this uh, very mild December evening. Here we are, it's uh, December the 9th, not a touch of snow, it's a beautiful day. I mean, we got up to plus eight today, but enough with the chit-chat about weather. Dean Sherby, um, tell us, where is home for you right now? Uh, home is Chilliwack. And how long have you lived there? Uh, all my life. So Your whole life, okay. All my whole life, now, born here, and Here's an interesting fact, uh, or was it a rumor? You have family way back in the old country in Ituna, Saskatchewan. I think we have a common thread yes. there, don't we? Mm -hmm. We're going to have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm so. a Yorkton boy. Uh, what kind of family did you have back there? Grandparents or aunts and uncles? Uh, or? Pretty much all the families oh, back okay. there. So, yeah, we could be related somehow. Yeah. You know that if we look back far enough? Uh, uh, I'd be, okay. It's a, it's a small world. Yeah. So, growing up in Chilliwack, what kind of sports were you doing as a kid? Uh, soccer, baseball, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay, soccer and baseball, both yeah. team sports. Um, yeah. What sort of things did you do as a as a high school athlete? Were those your sports or? Uh, no, I kind of strayed away from the athletics in high school. So yeah, just, just wasn't really, your thing at the just time. Just wasn't or? my thing. Yeah, there was other things that had my interest. Mm -hmm. so. Girls, 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 and Motley. <laughs> pretty crew. much, yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. much a lot of heavy metal back then. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As you turned to a young adult, were you uh, into sports in those early 20s, late 20s? Uh, beer league baseball. Okay. Yeah, so. Now, is this baseball or is this slow twitch? Uh, slow pitch. Slow twitch. I think I said slow, <laughs> slow twitch. twitch. Slow yeah, pitch, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then uh, after that, my kids started, we started having kids and I became the coach. Ah, so, yes. Yeah, so soccer and baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you turn into this, well, Kevin... Watt is turning into a vegetarian. You yeah. turned into a triathlete. How I old turned were you at the time? A triathlete. Uh, first one was 2007 beginning. So this is like my second full year. And um, 
2016, uh, I had a heart attack. Tell us about that. So, How did that happen? Uh, just um, one of my arteries was clogged up. And um, I ended up waking up one morning, feeling my uh, left arm kind of numb. Uh-huh. Went down to the hospital. Next thing I know... You drove I'm, yourself? I drove myself down there. They said, hey, you're having a major heart attack right Whoa. now. Get in the ambulance. They put me in the ambulance. Uh, I went to Royal Columbian. And... Um, uh, they put a couple of stints in my heart. How so, old were you at that time? 46. 46. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much that changed my life. I didn't know what was going to happen, so I took up, I think it was like two months later, I started taking up running and pretty much ran every race that I could get into. And then at the end of that, I went in for a checkup. They said, hey, your heart's 100%. Nice. It's really strong. Mm -hmm. I knew some people that were doing the Cultus Lake Triathlon, uh -huh. and it was basically, hey, you know what? If these people can do it, I'm pretty sure I can do it, but mm -hmm. i got to learn how to swim. So uh -huh. that's how I started off in triathlon. Mm -hmm. so. A heart attack. A heart attack. Yep. <laughs> that's what it takes. When it awesome. through, oh, yeah, that changed everything. I bet, right? Like, yeah, new so. perspective on life. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doing doing a, a, the Cultus Lake Triathlon, as uh, tough it, as it is, especially as uh, a learning swimmer is one thing, but then you did something totally silly and you signed up for this Ironman race. What was your motivation to make such such a big jump? Uh, just to prove to myself that I could. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, last year, actually last year today, mm -hmm. I went down to Palms springs and did the 70.3 that's right the indian wells race yes mm -hmm. yeah and uh went in there um well actually last year i was signed up for the whistler half and i ended up breaking my collarbone like a week before the race now you so and, i had to withdraw um who is that friend thomas, of ours thomas, thomas you were kind of like, we were the, like the, yeah the toxic twins you <laughs> were like who is joe perry who is steven tyler that's right? what he, he yeah, broke exactly. his right one and yeah. broke the left one uh, so yeah <laughs> and you both wound up not doing it correct exactly yeah exactly yeah and, and so, you both came back this year and have had pretty darn successful years it was it was a good year yeah, yeah. i actually enjoyed this year and mm -hmm. uh yeah i think uh i went in for surgery like the day before the the 70.3 in whistler so mm -hmm. And you're back, and you've got some amazing stories to tell. Um, Jen, now, for our Fitspeak listeners who can't remember because they've got short-term memories or it's been quite a while, what motiv motivated you to, to sign up for the Ironman race in Whistler? Uh, well, my son is a ski racer, and with the ski team, we had to volunteer uh, back in 2000. I guess it was 17 or 16, I can't remember. So I was just on one of, I was a, at a run station volunteering and I just thought, oh, I used to do triathlons years ago and oh, maybe I'm too old to get started again. But then I, you know, these, everyone has their age on their calf and I started mm. seeing some, some people my age or if not older. And I thought, same thing. It's like, okay, well, if they can do it, maybe, maybe I can do it. And I just, I don't know, I just, it was just a challenge I was up for, so. That's, I decided, okay, I'll get back into triathlon. And so, here you are. Here I am. I did it. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Tell us about some of the challenges. When we were talking with you, you were checking in about every other month. And you had faced some pretty substantial challenges, including a bout with shingles yeah. at about the time of the Canada Winter Games. What were some of the other challenges just getting to that start line? 
Um, well, just uh, with our schedule with our boys, we have one that plays hockey and then another one that's very competitive with skiing. And and he he was quite successful last year, so he made Canada Winter Games. So it just kind of put another a lot of traveling into our schedule. So the challenge was pretty much you know finding the time or the you know rearranging my schedule to get the training in. And then yeah, I had the one week of shingles. And right. Then I think I had a nasty cold or so in like March as well that kind of put me in bed for a week, I mm. guess. But but other than that, you know, um, yeah, I guess sometimes we do have a son who's type one diabetic, so sometimes I don't get the you know the sleep that I that I want. Yeah, so recovery sleep so important, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it all worked out. It so. did, and you're going to tell us the details about your very satisfying day, an amazing first <laughs> first Ironman triathlon on one of the toughest courses that ever was. Now, Dean, you had quite the journey to the start line of the Ironman. What were some of the challenges that you faced along the way? Um, huh, let's see now. Uh, my training program was kind of like uh, I, I started late. Um, yeah. Uh, huh. I'm not sure to tell you. So story. when you say you started late, uh, what month did you really get into the meat and potatoes of your training? Uh, probably about May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a short build-up. <laughs> it, is, it is very short yeah. build-up. And... Any sicknesses or illnesses along the way? Broken bones? Bike crashes? <laughs> uh, besides sore legs? Um, no, not really. Uh, this was pretty... Uh... Pretty straightforward. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so when you got to the start line and it's uh, a packed beach, one of the nice things, I mean, some people, it's kind of a controversial thing because right now they're wondering when they bring back the Ironman to Penticton, whether they're going to have the mass start or the staggered start, which has been the case, I think, most years in Whistler. Um, how did you feel about the start of the swim because it was the staggered start and basically you you get into a group of people who are supposedly close to your swimming ability and then you just jump in there and kind of cruise along how was that for you Uh, i'm not a very good swimmer so yeah i was pretty uh i was pretty nervous getting Mm -hmm. in there but uh once i was in the water it it felt good yeah Mm -hmm. i was pretty happy with my swim take us take us through the rest of your day uh the rest of the day was um uh Coming out of the swim, I felt good. The bike was, I, I tried to pace it as best as I could because I was really worried I'd never ran a marathon before and to do it in an Ironman was mm-hmm. a little daunting. Yep. So um, the bike, I, I, I really took it easy. And when I got off the got off the bike and got onto the run, I kept like stopping and and I don't know, it was, I, I think it was a mental game that I was playing with myself because I... I'd, I'd stop and I'd start walking and be like, why am I walking? I oh. feel great. I could run. And then I'd start running again. Uh-huh. And then it would shut me down again. And uh, it wasn't until probably like eight kilometers to the end that I that I finished off the race pretty strong so, mm-hmm. and felt great afterwards. So yeah. I'm a little worried that I didn't push it as hard as I could have. Well, you know, we'll considering see. it was your first one, I mean, yeah. the... I think the silliest thing you could have done, which you obviously didn't, is push it a bit too much on the the bike and then the first half of the run feeling like Superman because you over-caffeinate, not that that's ever happened to 
Awesome. No. Uh, so, you know, to finish with a little bit of gas in the tank thinking, you know, maybe I could have gone a bit faster, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to Penticton this year. So. Yes, and you're already signed up and you're yeah, gung-ho. You maybe you'll start your training a little bit earlier than me. Yeah, yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm already on that road. So okay. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Jen Burns, mm -hmm. you did it. Tell I us did. about your day. You're standing on the beach. It was a pretty darn nice day throughout. Yeah. Um, where did you see yourself in the swim pack? Um, I think I did like be around the an hour and a half because that's kind of what I was expecting. Again, I'm not a great swimmer either. So, but I kind of I don't know. I just I knew it didn't really matter, and, and you know, until I go over the mat when my time started. So I'm not sure exactly. I it was just so crowded that it was kind of not as organized as the year before when it came to seating yourself into uh -huh. a certain time. So. I probably was around the hour and a half mark. Yeah. And so, yeah, I surprised myself. Um, I think it's because I swam pretty close to the buoys, but so I didn't swim it a lot of extra. Extra but, distance, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like an hour and 21 minutes, which for me is great. <laughs> Faster than anticipated yeah, by, by yeah. a fair chunk. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I was happy with that. And then. Yeah, the bike was good, luckily, because uh, we have a place in Whistler and our son is the skier. During the spring and summer, I was able to ride the course quite a bit. So I, I knew it and I knew where I could be, you know, go a little bit faster on the downhills and be comfortable. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good. It was cold. It was a cooler morning, though, and I think it took me about getting up to Callahan to actually warm up. And then then I felt pretty good for that first loop. And then the second loop coming back into Whistler was like, holy smokes, like, yeah, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start thinking, oh my gosh, now I have to run. Mm. But got off the bike and, um, you know, took my time in, in T2 and set off for the run. I felt pretty good for it. It's a two-lap course, so I felt pretty good on the first, the first loop. Yeah. And then coming, I guess, probably around 32K, which is, you know, <laughs> around where it hits <laughs> that you, right? That <laughs> final turnaround when it seems to be yeah. all uphill through quicksand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I started having a little bit of a niggle. I, I stopped. I was walking through one of the aid stations, and then I couldn't get running again because my IT band started bothering me. Mm -hmm. My knee kind of gave out, but... At that point, I was like, no way, I'm this far. I'm just, I forced myself to run. I just kind of thought, well, if I end up well, being really injured, oh, well. <laughs> so that's what you're kind of telling yourself, you know, even if you do engine your, engine, uh, yeah, I've injure got yourself, time to you're rest just and going recover. to, yeah. yeah. So I was trying to, I had a goal for my marathon and I, I didn't make it because of, of my little knee issue, but mm -hmm. I didn't, I still ran. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I was. I was pretty happy, of course, coming through that last like three, four K, all of a sudden you have all that energy again and the crowds are great in Whistler. Uh -huh. So yeah, it was, it was good. I was happy, happy with my time. Happy with your time and so close to getting on that mm -hmm. podium. They roll it down. Um, when you're at an Ironman now, you go up on stage and you know, yeah, collect your five. hardware and you were... Top five get a get an award, and I was six. I was a minute forty four seconds off. So close. So, oh, wow. so I mean, it's a bit bittersweet, but and of I mean, course, that's where you think, oh, yeah. if I had just yeah. been a little faster in T yeah. two, or if I had not walked those last few aid stations, yeah. you know, or mm -hmm. my knee didn't bother me, maybe. But mm -hmm. oh well. <laughs> so what was what was your overall time? Twelve hours and thirty three minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Incredible. 
So yeah, we already awesome. know that Dean has signed up for Penticton in oh, 2020, yeah. and we know that, boy, half the table is going to Penticton. So Jen, you're going to Penticton, I understand, as a volunteer? As a volunteer, yeah. Um, sure, right. Yeah, I, just the end of August doesn't work for our, our scheduling with work. Mm -hmm. So at the end of July was even a, a far stretch for me to do an Ironman, so I have to pick one in the fall, which... I'm still debating at this point, mm -hmm. but I really want to be there and support everybody. And I volunteer. We actually, my husband and I and our and our one son went to Kona, oh, right, the World yes. Championships, mm -hmm. and volunteered there. And it was just such a great experience. I want to definitely do it again, mm -hmm. especially being that it's the, you know, back in Penticton. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> give it another shot and see mm -hmm. if you wind up going. And who knows? Maybe maybe it will work out next mm -hmm. year, and I yeah. can do it. The, the, or the year after, just, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a year after, now that you've gone through the whole process, you've taken a look at your race, you're, I suspect, fairly satisfied with your results considering, you know, all the learning you've done. So, Dean, um, for any of the guys out there, maybe they're not as active or maybe they were a jock in high school and they're thinking of, you know, dusting off the cobwebs, getting into the athletic thing. Um, what kind of advice, Dean, would you give to a guy um, who wants to get into triathlon, period, whether it's an Ironman or just, you know, doing their very first race? You've learned, oh. a, you've learned a lot in the past couple of years. Yeah, definitely do it because it is so fun. I mean, the community of triathlon, I, I think everybody I've met, I absolutely love. I love training with people and uh, it's a great community. And you know, I finished an Ironman, and you, you're on top of the world. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, definitely worth it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And Jen, for any of the any of the folks listening, perhaps a person who's contemplating doing their first Ironman, and I know we have a lot of people listening to the podcast. Uh, thanks to the folks at the Ironman Facebook page. Um, what advice would you give to them, the first time Ironman folks? The first time, um, well. I guess training leading up to it, just know that it is possible. Um, as long as you know, if, as long as you're consistent, I think that's the biggest key. But once the day comes, just you know, be grateful that you are able to do this, and you know, whatever the day brings is going to be, it's going to be amazing, mm -hmm. right? So just I think just enjoy the day, um, you know. Just race with joy and and look back at all you know whatever it took to get there and all of your family and supporters <laughs> and friends that are behind you. It's yeah. it's an awesome day. So yeah, you just have to just believe in yourself and yeah. put the time into it. It is a lot of time. It's a lot of work and effort. And yeah. but just be consistent and you can you can do it. So. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Now we're going to go around the table because we're no longer iron virgins here. Uh, let's start with Brent. You were the first one to do this race way back in 1992. Um, my question would be... Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Wait, wait, wait. Back that up again. Way back in 1992, you did Iron Man. That is... That's amazing. It's really impressive. That was probably when Budweiser sponsored they did, Iron yeah. Man. They did, right? They did. I've so, actually got a lot of great old photographs from those days, yeah. Um, do you think you'll go back? Oh, I'll go back eventually. Yeah. yeah. What's I, been holding you back? Uh, nothing's holding me back. I just... Uh, That's a good attitude, I think. Nothing. Yeah. Last year, I uh, came back for the first time since 2001 and did a triathlon. 
and uh, I've done I think five halves in the last two years. So I'm and just... some some crappy crappy weather, and you've overcome those yeah, twice tough at, obstacles. Uh, twice in monsoon weather. Yeah, cultus. I'm just enjoying that distance right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's really so, manage. It's manageable. It's more manageable. Yeah, for sure. Right? It's yeah. really. Ma- it's half the. Yeah. It's half the time in yeah. a week. Half the time in a month. Mm-hmm. You know. It's yeah. You know. You don't have to be as um, hardcore and regimented because, I mean, you have to kind of schedule your life around your training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's you know, when you decide to take on Ironman, uh, it's the truth. You schedule your life and everything that it throws at you uh, to sacrifice, um, you know, for that one day. Yeah. The glory, the, the, mm-hmm. the that one one special day. Yeah, right. I'm still kind of scheduling my life around my training now, though, mm. and it more and more just because I'm looking for results, certain results. Um, so trying to keep improving. Right. So, so your plan for the 2020 season is what, Brent? Well, I've signed up for the Dynamic Series again. And the nice thing is you don't have to commit to that race until about until, two months before. Yeah, so month it offers before. a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I may do a, a 70.3, mm. possibly, uh, depending on how things go. Um, I've also taken on something that I've thought about for years and years and never done it. I signed up for the Skaha Lake Ultra Swim. You have? Awesome. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's going to so be a big challenge. My plan right now is to start swimming once a week. <laughs> <laughs> once a week. Uh, c- c- coming for, I don't you think... you got to build slowly. I don't think he has to worry you. you got to build yeah. slowly. You're right. And that's definitely slowly. That's, uh, yeah. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's, that's pretty big though, yeah. right? So, yeah. Brent, the question that I asked you, what's holding you back? Kevin Watt, what's holding you back? Nothing's holding me back. Uh, What's your season going to look like? I'm getting on my bike. That's where I'm at. Um, I'm going to get on my bike. Um, So I have a few plans. Um, The last three years have been, you know, difficult and um, never experienced any of that sort of stuff before. But, um, you know... um, Get on the bike. Um, continue with positive spin, uh, the ride for mental health awareness. There's also something else that's pretty big that is on my roster. Um, and I can't, I can go ahead and just say it now, but um, the TF360, the Terry Fox 360, I believe this year will be riding across Canada um, for Terry Fox's. Um, 40th, Terry Fox runs 40th anniversary mm-hmm. and um, Daryl Fox had asked all of us you know individually out on the bike and what do you think about riding across Canada and I just you know when would this be this will be I believe it is in August mm-hmm. or maybe it was in July I'm not sure I've been okay. waiting for the emails and stuff um, I'm looking forward to that so um, you're saying yes to all our Fitspeak listeners, you're in? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay, okay. A thousand percent. There's just no, you know, um, it's going to be hosted um, uh, by a, a pretty popular um, cycling outfit that puts this sort of stuff on. So that's my big thing. I would like to um, uh, do some racing again this year. If I can just maybe... Uh, <laughs> 
drop a few pounds. So, <laughs> drop a few pounds. Take uh, it slow. I, I actually, I, I have uh, kind of getting the the good vibes, the good feelings. Um, the I'm looking forward to getting on my bike. I'll ride tomorrow night. Um, usually after work, um, I got really awesome bike lights and uh, I'll go hit Pit Lake. I'll hit the dikes. There's no traffic so that you don't have to worry about cars. And then when I get out towards Pit Lake, I'll start doing my workout there. And then I just kind of hobble home because I'm pretty torched after that. Mm. But uh, that will be uh, to kind of move towards doing uh, Super Week. Uh -huh. So maybe do a, you know, maybe <laughs> a couple Cat 4 races. But I think if I can put all the pieces of the puzzle together, with what I've learned over the years, I think, um, I think I'll do pretty good. Uh, I like crit racing. It's it's probably one of my most favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. I like I like being on the rivet. I like ripping through the corners. Mm -hmm. I know my bike. I know my myself. I know how I can, you know, handle situations like that. So, getting on the bike, um, or not so much getting on the bike, but spending more time on the bike mm -hmm. is the biggest thing. Um, Zach and I want to know also, because you're the only uh, host of Fitspeak who has yet to post a picture of themselves in a red Speedo. So we want to know. <laughs> that <laughs> isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Blue Speedo. I, no, no. Listen. No, no, no. no. <laughs> listen. Here's the, here's the deal. Okay. My operating, <laughs> my perfect operating temperature slash weight is 150. Okay, I've just weighed myself last week. I weigh a hundred, or I did. I've dropped. Uh, I weighed hundred and seventy-eight pounds. That's the most I've ever weighed in my life. Not enough steaks. That's, that's not that bad. It's bad. No, it's not. It's not. So I've got basically twenty-seven pounds to drop, and then probably another six pounds to drop after that. Mm -hmm. To dominate yeah because when you were crushing us at every distance of time trial and at the crits you were like you say five foot nine hundred and fifty pounds right so or less mm. you're kind of looking yeah four well four years ago when you dropped to That's more. 148 pounds yeah mm. right that was that was you know dominating weight there mm. for anything on a bike right and um so i well, honestly, <laughs> as you pour your F2C. <laughs> Brought to you by Time Winery in Penticton. Grape flavored F2C. Oh. Uh, no, actually, um, on the bike, when you do drop a significant amount of weight, and, you know, it's unbelievable what happens. You're able to hammer up the hills. Absolutely. You're faster. And, but your recovery... Your recovery is insane because you'll get to the top. You've been smashing, smashing, smashing. When you get to the top, you can take a couple of breaths and it's like, I can go again. Mm -hmm. I can do this all over again. And right? you can sing to the people who are climbing and working their lungs out. Oh, yeah. And and that, the that would actually them. be another, yeah, yeah. that would be another uh, goal. That was mm -hmm. something I thought about a lot uh, on the weekend here was uh, doing Baker. Uh -huh. oh, would my. love to do Baker. And... And it's been a couple of years since I've done Baker. So here's the great thing. Technology has 
you know, gotten better. So I'm sure that they've got some sort of a Bluetooth karaoke thing <laughs> that I can stick on my bike and well, there's e-bikes. That's sing. technology. No, we'll listen to you karaoke. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. It'll okay. be awesome. That's Jen, cool. we know you're volunteering at Ironman. Um, tell us about the rest of your upcoming season for 2020. Well, the only thing I've committed to is the 70.3 in Victoria, uh-huh. and I'm looking at another 70.3 in the summer, either Calgary, Coeur d'Alene, or the new one in Washington. I'm waiting for that to be announced, but mm-hmm. it just depends. I'm, I'm kind of sliding towards Calgary. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to do an Ironman in the fall, and I'm leaning towards... I wanted to do Argentina, but apparently it's not happening next year. Mm. So I'm going to probably lean towards Cozumel. One of our previous podcasts, I think we were encouraging you to run a standalone half marathon. Have you done that yet? Oh, that I've... No. But we really I, want to see what... Because I mean, yes, I mean, I your running is really have, progressing, and I'm thinking, yes. boy, that would totally be your distance. Yeah, I have signed up for the first half. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. And yeah. I'm possi- possibly doing the marathon in Vancouver, Vancouver as well. Marathon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because running is my thing. I do like it. And mm-hmm. I've seen some gains in the last few months, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting a little bit harder to get out there now with the cold weather, though. Yeah. So, a fairly busy dance card for Jim. Well, when I was in Red Deer, it was minus 20, so it was pretty cold. A warm day. A warm day in Red Deer. True, Um, true, true. Leanne, you're busy as usual for 2020? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. What do you got signed up for? (laughs) I'm doing the um, 70.3 Victoria. Off to Victoria, okay. And then Penticton. Um, Signed up for the Dynamic Series or not? I, I kind of I, I'm. Wavering. Don't know. I'm wavering because mm. I don't know. I don't know with work and everything. Yeah. I I kind of want to do my thing, but I want to also support him and his thing. So cool. Yeah, that's absolutely doing, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot just on itself for mm-hmm. doing two like a half and a full. Yeah. Um, I really wanted like that half is just like a tester just to see kind of where I'm at for mm-hmm. the full. Um, yeah. Yeah. What motivated you to get back into the Ironman game? Because uh, the last time you had done it was I think back in uh, 2016. Um, now was it four years later? You're coming back to it. What was your motivation? Well, a big um, capital P. No, my girlfriend Sabrina, uh-huh. who uh, is dying of stage four breast cancer Mm. um she said well i don't know if i'm gonna live Mm. much longer and i want to see you race this and i've she's always been there for me for all my races so i thought well i'm gonna sign up and do it Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm doing Uh uh-huh doing it for a friend and kind of a bonding experience through all the experiences because i mean what she's going through can you know is so difficult and challenging so you're going to be Putting yourself Stop out it. on the line too. <laughs> how about uh, how about a toast to Sabrina? Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. well, I got mm-hmm. we all got our drinks. Here. <laughs> We're thinking, yes, yeah, Sabrina. And so, thank you, yeah. um, Dean. Wow. Iron Man, and if you did oh, nothing man. else, that would be it. But it would be it'd be a lot easier to label what I didn't sign up for this year. Good. <laughs> okay, so seventy point three Victoria Calgary. Yes, to look at his calendar. Pen ticked in the Dynamic Series first half. Uh, BMO full. 
Um, Why do you want to do that? I don't know. Standalone marathon? Yeah. February? Yeah. No, that's yeah, May. Oh, well, is that the May? May, May is good. May that's 3rd, a good one. So, yeah, it yeah, should be good. like in the training, it should be in a good spot in there. So, um, that's a good question, though. Good question. Why? Why? Well, yeah. Why? Why? Why would it's, I want to do that? It's its own kind. Because it's yeah, exactly. Do like ultimately, I want to shoot for under four hours. I think the Boston time for me is like three twenty-five, which would three twenty-five. What's your age? Three, uh, I'll age be category? Fifties. So forty. Was it forty-six to fifty? To fifty? Is it? I, I, I age up um, May six, so. I'm so, not sure if I fall in that category. I think I yeah. fall in the 50 to 55. Right. So I okay. think it's like 325. So that'll be very close. I got a lot mm-hmm. to do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's positive fun. spin. I'll definitely right. do yeah. the positive spin. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone will do the positive spin. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> at this table should do oh, the yes, positive I'm, spin. I'm, yeah. I see. Yeah. They, forgot about and, that. We'll do it. <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't forget about that. <laughs> that's blasphemy. And I think that that's that's my, I think my schedule's full. So I would yeah. say your schedule is quite full. Yeah. Um, going back to the Ironman, what would define success for you in Penticton? You finished it. You finished it comfortably. Yeah. On, on what I would say is a tougher course in Whistler than in Penticton. What what do you want to accomplish in Penticton in 2020? Uh, secret goal or a realistic goal? Tell us the, the, the fits okay, goal. You can tell us sub 10, whatever. Secret. Ah. I, def- I, definitely secret. Get, I definitely want to get under 12. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. okay, so if I could get under 11, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. so do you have a coach? Yes, I do. Oh, you do have yeah, a coach? Yeah. Okay. Odin Chilliwack, Anthony. So. That's good. Yeah. That's uh, that was one thing that Nathan Killam always said was, you know, lots of his success is due to having a coach. Mm-hmm. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's what kind of ability too. Yeah, you're accountable to somebody. Yeah. Exactly. So with and a coach. Reasonability. Reasonability. That's a good word. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So with a holding coach, you back you and not just problem. whacking yeah. yourself every single session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach, tell us about some of the highlights Yay! of your year. Oh, of my past year? The, the, the year that was, 2019, yeah. I had a few. The Valley Verticular was one of them. I, it was my very first relay I've ever done. Uh, and that was pretty difficult, running downhill in the rain. Um, always a great crowd there with the Abbotsford Trail Running Club. Um, what else did I do? I, I did the Run for Water again, which has always been a kind of like a staple for me. I did the 5K, which was, and I did it fast. So mm-hmm. I think like all the different distances, they're they're difficult in their own ways. So mm-hmm. you've got a marathon that's very, which is difficult just mm-hmm. overall. But if you run a 5K really hard, it can be, it can take you to a place in your head where <laughs> you're, you're you're really uh, wondering uh, if you can keep going or not. Mm-hmm. So so I ran that 5K as hard as I could mm-hmm. uh, for my fitness at that stage. But for the most part, I, I took a bit of a a break this year so i'm looking forward to my next year mm-hmm. i think yeah so so zach you're you're kind of like the well not kind of you are the youngest person at the table and you're looking at all these older folks and you're kind of at a, a different stage in life because you're 
in the ending stages of finishing, what is it, a Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science? Bachelor of Arts and uh, Psychology. Psychology. You're uh, launching a career or you're starting a brand new career. So your life would be kind of uh, full of uncertainty at this point. Yes. In spite of that, I mean, paint us the rosiest picture of your athletic life in 2020. What would that be? Oh, boy. I'd be getting back to my uh, high school routine of running every morning I think mm. and uh, we were just talking about being vegetarian and the Game Changers movie I like to clean up my diet a little bit uh-huh. um, what are some of your nasty <laughs> spill it we want <laughs> we want to know I eat at fast this is another topic Big Macs for breakfast <laughs> Ice cream. A and W for breakfast a lot of the time. McDonald's sometimes. They've got their I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not selling McDonald's, but for five bucks you can get two Mc what is it? Oh boy. <laughs> Those breakfast sandwiches that they've got there. Egg McMuffins for two for five bucks. Their coffees are a dollar. Somebody yeah. somebody get me a, a towel and I'm <laughs> salvating here. I see the, the puddle. Well, once again, I mean it comes down to budget. I mean, some of us at this table are, are you know, out of station in, in their life where we can afford to have some of that, you know, more expensive, healthier options and damn it sometimes when you're a student it's wiggly nudies noodle stew and, and calories are calories even if they're not the the healthiest calories i mean hell i think most of us have been through that so yeah. we're gonna you know try and but if you get you on the straight and narrow as much as we can based yes. on your your it's life circumstances no. it, it's not hard and actually it's interesting if you uh you know if you watch a few of these uh documentaries and stuff like they'll, they'll say time and time again that they does they they make fast food affordable for people who don't have, you know, or, you know, they don't are short they on time. Yeah, short on the money. Short on money. Yeah. yeah. And so they make it convenient for you to buy. So, As a student working full time. Sure, it makes sense. I'll just whip in and I'll get two yeah. of these sandwiches for five bucks because, yeah. you know, five bucks, five bucks, five mm-hmm. bucks. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so but you notice that the mixed salad is like five dollars too. For sure, right? <laughs> but but you know you can I don't know when you when you decide to make your change. Yeah. When you decide to make your change, you can you can survive on bananas it's for true. half of half of that, right? And and you'll train your body to be able to sustain, right? To survive on that, yeah. right? So I've got all the makings for a green smoothie at home. So <laughs> Zach, you can buy a lot of real oatmeal for wait, five wait. bucks. Yeah. You're a guy. Yeah. You hate oatmeal. cooking. Just have just, bananas. Just There's no work involved. Ten minutes earlier to cook it. You don't even gotta wash your plates. <laughs> wait, we haven't asked you. Yeah, let's okay. go. Tell us what are your goals and aspirations for 2020. Um, first of all, my two lessons learned from Iron Man um, don't necessarily commit to your watts meter and your heart rate monitor. You know, I did my best research and I did my training rides 
and I'm clapping Leanne because she's got some insight, which I'm still learning what my insight is. But yeah, the race could have went a lot better. This is the Ironman in Whistler, and I was a bit too strict on following the numbers. Um, I thought it worked, and it would. It certainly worked in a few of the halves that I did earlier in the year. But come Ironman day, um, had a reasonably good bike, but uh, at the expense of having any speed on the run. Um, I did keep running, but my running was was not fast. It was uh, shocking how slow I was going. So that was uh, that was quite an eye-opening hmm. experience. And I think I'm going to say screw latex tubes. They're just too much hassle for me. And for the perhaps 15 or 30 seconds you can save, or maybe a minute over the length of 180 kilometers, just to me, it, it, it's not worth the hassle. Maybe in a shorter race, and if you blow a tube or if it leaks out and you've got 95 pounds instead of 105, which is maybe optimal, uh, to me, I'm okay with, uh, with not doing that. So uh, those were my two lessons. Hmm. Two words for 2020. Leanne, that you're looking forward to achieving. Two words that kind of are motivational for you. Uh, fast and uh, furious. Fast and Furious for Leanne. Let's go to Dean. Oh, man. Come back to me. Oh, man. That's two words. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back. Zach, between the ears guy. Two words. Uh, Zealous and strong. Zealous and strong. Let's go with Brent. Well, three words. Less than five. Less than five. (laughs) Wow. Kevin Watts. Um, One word. Yes. Uh, Bike. Bike. I guess. Um, get back to living. Mm. Get back to giving, living the good life, right? Mm-hmm. Jen. Faster and grateful. Faster and grateful. Ooh, Thank grateful. you. That's a good one. And mm. we'll end it off with DNS. Leaner and meaner. All right. Thank go. you so much, Thanks. everybody, for being part of our podcast. Did you see that? Have a happy 2020, <laughs> a successful 2020. And let's, uh, taking the words of Jen, be grateful for what we have tonight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And don't forget to thank your volunteers at the races that you attend. Hi, I'm Coach Mikey from the Abbotsford Triathlon Club, here to share my top five treadmill tips. Many athletes keep running outdoors throughout the fall and winter, but there are days when it may not be practical or even possible to get that run in, due to ice, snow, or difficulties just getting to your run location. And this is when treadmill running is a great alternative. Having your own treadmill is ideal. But fortunately, many local fitness facilities have great treadmills available for use as well. Here are five top tips for getting the most out of treadmill runs and keeping them fun. Number one, interval workouts. Treadmills can be used just like tracks to execute any interval training workout. With the touch of a button, you can even simulate being on a track. You can set a precise pace and stick with it or practice ramping it up which is slightly increasing each interval's pace by 0.1 or 0.2, depending on how you're feeling and your workout's design. Tip number two, music. Headphone jacks are a standard feature on the latest treadmills. Quite frankly, as far as safety goes, I'd rather see athletes wearing headphones while treadmill running than when running on roads and streets. But do be careful to keep your headset on your head. If it should slip off, you and your headset may end up flying off the treadmill. Tip number three, play surprise. 
throw a towel over the console so you can't see any numbers, and just run by feel. When you want to peek, remove the towel and be surprised at how long or how far you've run already. Tip number four, pick a simulated route. Many treadmills now have virtual run routes that you can watch while running. Pretend you're there. For the price of admission to your local gym or fitness center, you can run in New Zealand or Arizona without jet lag or a passport. Some treadmills will also adjust the elevation automatically to simulate the actual tearing of a particular route. And now, for my favorite tip, number five, number games. To pass the treadmill runtime more quickly, focus on what you've already done and adjust your pace frequently. I play a pile of number games during my treddy workouts, but my favorite is called Milestones. I switch my milestone focus from the distance data bar to the time data bar and then the calories data bar, and I repeat this throughout my run. My milestones for the day could be when I reach a seconds double digit, such as 4 minutes and 22 seconds, or a distance triple digit, such as 2.22 kilometers. Every double earns me a two-click adjustment slower or faster on my pace. Every time I reach the coveted triple milestone, I earn a triple pace adjustment of three clicks faster or slower. By anticipating and celebrating milestones, you actually look forward to the next one and the next one. And voila, you were having number fun in a treadmill run. Why not try one of these top five treadmill activities soon? And you may discover that treadmill does not have to be dreadmill. For the FitSpeak Top 5 list, I'm Mikey Ross. Welcome back to another edition of Fit Flops, a lighthearted look at fitness gone wrong. On our previous episodes, we told you about such crazy contraptions as the sweatsuit, the thigh master, and the shaker weight. This week's Fit Flop comes to us from Men's Health Magazine. In a world before the internet, before Facebook, and even before there was a wenting cycle in mission, there was the vibrating belt. The gizmo was targeted to women who wanted to lose weight and get their sexy back. Here's how it worked, or should I say, supposed to work. The person was supposed to step on a device that looked somewhat like a treadmill, but sadly that's where the connection with anything that would actually help you get fit or lose weight ended. While you were standing on this device, you'd wrap a big, thick belt made of some non-abrasive material around your waist. Then you'd turn this device on, and then the belt would circle around you in some cases, or shake around you in other cases. And then you'd just stand there while the machine would do all the work, transforming your former flabby self into the pin-up doll that Hugh Hefner decided was the model of babeness back in the day. The base machine in the 1960s would cost you just under $200, but for a few bucks more, you could even splurge on a machine that had two belts, one for your chest and the other for your butt, supposedly so you could save time. But all it did was simulate what a ride on an overcrowded Shanghai subway probably felt like. And do we even need to say that despite the thousands of machines that were sold to gyms, spas, and lazy suckas, all they did was maybe give you a light massage and a dose of placebo. 
Is there a lesson to be learned here? I think so. In order to lose weight and build fitness and fabulousness, you can't let the machine do all the work for you. Yes, there's a motor in the treadmill and it certainly works hard, especially if you're running quickly. But these things actually work. Remember, if you ain't sweating it, you ain't getting it. Fitness, that is. For the Fit Flop of the Week, I'm Kevin Hines. I am not what happened to me, I am what I choose to become, Carl Jung. I'm Zach Neufeld, and this is Between the Ears. Triathlon Canada Magazine's article, Attitude of Gratitude, Ben Hoffman's newfound mindset helps fuel a banner season, talks about why Hoffman had such a good performance this year in the triathlon world. A month previous, Hoffman became a dad then went on to finish fourth at Kona, and then three weeks later had the fastest American Ironman time in Florida with a two-hour, 36-minute marathon. He also had a sacral fracture in 2018, like Jan Fredino did, which caused him to miss Kona that year. Despite all the change, Hoffman went on to do well this year. But how? Hoffman says that having an attitude of gratitude was a big part of his performance this year. In 2014, he was second on the Big Island and has proved himself in years past as a consistent contender, claiming fourth twice and top ten another two times. But this year, he learned from his sacral fracture of last year and did very well in 2019. This year, he also won for the third time the Ironman Africa Championship and finished fourth at Kona. His additional runner-up finish at Ironman Florida this year had a 2-hour, 36-minute full-distance run. The second fastest ever, only Matt Hansen's 2-hour, 35-minute 2018 Ironman Texas finish was faster. Hoffman credits his bounce back in 2019 to his new perspective of being a father. He's generally more relaxed and appreciative. He said at the post-race conference in Kona that instead of being stressed by the environment or seeing things as negatives, I'm seeing things more as positives and really just appreciating being here. Hoffman knows his time in the sport is finite, which contributes to his attitude of gratitude. He wants to make his time count. It's not just race day, it's also the experience around the race day. I think having a baby at home just changes everything in terms of perspective he said at the Kona interviews. This, huge, this is huge because for many athletes, big races like Kona are surrounded by stress of sponsors and other commitments. Hoffman also credits a lot of his success to others around him, like his wife and her family, for making it possible to race so close to having a child. Others are a big part of his success, it seems. Additionally, Hoffman said his relaxed attitude was because of missing the race in Kona last year. Watching the other athletes perform well under perfect conditions made him more hungry for a good performance this year. It definitely influenced how I felt all week, he said. Hoffman felt relaxed despite media responsibilities and sponsor requirements. He said it was a different experience this year, where he wasn't in a rush to get to the race on Saturday. He enjoyed all the interactions, embracing an attitude of gratitude, appreciating how special it was just to be on the race course. To recap, it turns out there can be many reasons that athletes can change their attitude and perform better. You can have a baby, or experience an injury and miss a big race. 
Challenges that seem to be negatives can impact performance and can have a positive spin. For Hoffman, having a baby at home altered his perception of his big race at Kona, reducing stress instead of increasing it. Missing the race last year made him even more hungry for a better performance this year. The question must be raised, if he didn't have an attitude of gratitude, would he have interpreted these events in a positive way? This just goes to show that big changes such as missing a race or having a baby can positively affect you if you have an attitude of gratitude. For Between the Ears, I'm Zach Neufeld. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's Word of the Week is Mary. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is Mary. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goals are iron, golden, or ultra, our low client-to-coach ratio ensures you get the one-on-one time you deserve to achieve your potential. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the link at the bottom of this page to book your free consultation and goal-setting session. Coming up next time on FitSpeak, Mikey Ross will be back for another top five list. I'll have your upcoming event schedule, and our special guest is the 2019 24-hour cycling women's world champion, Megan Hakkinen from Kelowna. For Mikey Ross, Kevin Watt, and Zach Newfeld, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.